Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast, stories, profiles, and interviews of courage, triumph, and perseverance. My name is Sean Davis. I happen to be your humble host, and joining me as always, my co-host in life, my ride or die, my partner in crime, Jennifer. Oh. What's her name? Just Jennifer? (laughs) (laughs) My wife, her name is... Just Jen. She goes by Jen. Don't call her Jenny. She don't go by Jenny. She goes by Jen. I'm Jenny from a block. What? No, I'm not. There's already one of those. (laughs) I don't want to be that one. No, you don't want to be I want to be me. You want to be you? Yep. Just Jen. I love you. And you got a shirt on right now that says, girl boss. That's right. Girl boss. Are you a girl boss? I am a girl boss. In a a house filled with five boys and me the only girl, I am the girl boss. Yeah, you are. I'm your boss. What? I'm your boss. Excuse me? That's right. (laughs) Jennifer. (laughs) You're telling our secrets. I'm the boss. Well, you always said you're the dude and I'm the chick. Exactly. What makes me the chick? Maybe you should be wearing the girl boss shirt. Why do, why do you call me a chick? Because you are more in touch with your feminine side. Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? You're more sentimental and you're more like into crying. There's I'm more into crying. You love. You make crying. me sound like a. You love crying. I love crying. I love butter. You love crying. Why do you say I like crying? Because look at you. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> you're crying because I'm telling you, you're crying. Oh, what am I going to do with you? I don't know. You still keep me guessing after all these years, 26 years, and you still keep me guessing. I, I never know what's going to come out of that mouth of yours. I know. I keep it fun. It's because I have zero filter, and I. I say what I'm thinking at all times, right? And you're thinking I'm crying. And you're thinking I'm a chick. You're crying. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing today? I think this is day 1,850 million of the pandemic. You know what? It's just another day, right? Yeah. I'm not, I I lost track of the count. I'm just. Are you not thinking about the pandemic no more? um, Not in the sense of like, oh my gosh, we're still in the pandemic. No, I'm not. I'm more of like, it's just another day. And I'm only guaranteed this day anyway, so let's just live this day to its fullest. How do you get to that level of just contentment? Because I can't think about all the other stuff all the time. Because it drags you down? Yeah. It's like an anger. Yeah. I can, I'm in control today. Yeah. You're in control of this moment. This moment. Yeah. You, yeah, I agree. That's a good That's a good outlook. You know, we've got fires raging. We've mm-hmm. got an election. We've got civil unrest. We've yes. got a pandemic. Right. How are this you doing? Is, this is the year of things. All the things. Yeah. I, I'm doing I'm I'm doing really good actually. I'm you know, I'm I'm trying to focus more on being grateful mm-hmm. and I'm trying to focus more on the things that I can control. Yeah. Because there's things out of my control right now. Right. And not everything's going great for us. It's not like, you know, it's like not like we're setting the world on fire and no. we've got no reason to whine or be upset or be nervous. Right. I think we are staying positive, even though the world is in chaos. Yeah. And that's all we can do. I mean, we had a fire out our front door. I mean, we live in the forest. We had a fire. It was a little scary, but yet it did, doesn't shake us or break us. It just kind of, you know, like we are aware and we just address the situation as it is. You know, and that's the reason why we are hawkers of hope. We are originators mm-hmm. of optimism. We are purveyors of positivity. We are engineers of encouragement. And we're the hope train. Yeah. Choo-choo. That's right. Get did I do a, good? All aboard. Yeah, you did really good. Uh, Except you, norm- you didn't do your hand movement. Oh. 
I'm sorry I missed that. Well, they're not yeah. they're not seeing us, so they can't. I see you. I know. I can <laughs> see that. And you did it wrong. All right. So uh, I think mm-hmm. right now it's time for a little brevity. Okay. It's time for a little laughter. What is brevity? Brevity is like a lightness and airy, like a like like lighten the mood, and we're gonna have joke time. Why can't you just say light and airy mood? Because I like using words. Words. I okay. like using big words. I like using only ten words. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You can live life using only ten words. What would the ten words be? Maybe fifty-five words. You just go from ten to fifty-five. Yeah. I. You I, think you can live life with fifty-five words? This yeah, would be fun. I, I we should try so. this. I gotta write them down. <laughs> It'd be like awesome sauce, groovy, totally, definitely, no way. You can't forget food. Like you probably have 55 different foods words that you'd want to have in your vocabulary. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, you would. No, it's just usually food in my belly now. That's the words. Food in my belly now. Five words. (laughs) Only five. Yes. All right. So you ready with a joke? I am ready with a joke. Well, let's get on to some hilarity. Hilarity? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Why did the chicken join the band? Why did the chicken join the band? I don't know why. (gasps) Because he had the drumsticks, of course. (laughs) Yeah. That's something we've never done with any of our four boys is buy them a drum set. We haven't done anything music. Glee I have guitars. Them. I have two guitars. I have an yeah. electric guitar and I have an acoustic guitar. And I can play a Beatles song. Okay. Wow. And Kumbaya around wow. the campfire. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. I want to be the one singing campfire songs. Well, make it happen. We'll take me camping. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> All right. You ready to hear my joke? Yep. This is a bus driver talking to a passenger. Don't you want to sit down? The passenger says, no, I'm in a hurry. Why is he in a hurry? You can't you can't go faster than the bus. I know. That's why it's funny. No, I'm in a hurry. Like he can't but sitting the, down or standing up on, while you're on a bus doesn't really matter. Oh, so he wasn't the funny one. The guy saying he was standing was funny. Apparently none of it was funny <laughs> because you didn't. <laughs> you're all going to the same place. Who's in the hurry? Jennifer, you can't. Why do you analyze the jokes so much? Because it's it, just it a takes joke. me a minute to. The easiest that. path to funny is the one you want to follow. You just want to follow the easiest path to funny. Yeah. If the path doesn't lead to funny, then don't follow it. Well, how about like this? What did the jelly say to the peanut butter? Uh, let's jump into some bread. We we go together like a good match. <laughs> Why would that like a good match? Like peas and carrots. What? Like peas and carrots. That's not funny. Chocolate and peanut butter. No, none of that's funny. Marshmallow and Is this like crackers. a Match.com commercial? Like, what do you mean? We go together like a good match. What's funny about that? I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I finally get you to admit that it's not funny. Hey, I just want you to know none of my jokes are funny. And if you laugh, it's not funny. <laughs> just kidding. My jokes are all funny. You just made fun of me. No, I made fun of me. How did you? I thought you were making fun of me. Okay. You want me to? No. Okay. I don't like that. Who are we talking to today? We're going to talk to, glad you asked. We're talking to Tim Shore. Tim Shore. 
Tim Shore. He's the president of Sure Success, mm-hmm. a leadership and sales training company, and creator of the How to Be Mesmerizing podcast. So I'm excited for him to mesmerize mm-hmm. us. Um, he studied human behavior. He's done 15,000 hypnosis <gasps> sessions. Is he going to hypnotize us? Uh, you keep saying you can't be hypnotized. So. I know. So he's not. He, well, he may hypnotize me. Okay. But I'll let you know if he does. Apparently, okay? you are impervious to hypnosis. I'll throw something You're across the table so you know That's what I meant to, to wake say. up. Um, his strategies, he's worked so well. He's been featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News, TEDx. Um, he's actually a global authority on how to upgrade unconscious beliefs, biases, and habits. He's written books including, this is my favorite title ever, mm-hmm. What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do. Oh, I need that book. Like, that's all of us right now. Yeah. What do I do when I don't know what to do? The Power of Optimism, Get Out of Your Own Way, and his latest book, The One Belief Away. I can't wait to talk to Tim Schur about all this good stuff. So you ready? I'm ready. Should we call him? Let's do it. Let's call him, get him on the line. Here we go. All right, I've got Tim Schur on the line with us. Welcome to the show, Tim. How are you? I'm doing outstanding, John. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, happy to have you on the show. I was just telling Jen, we were so excited to talk with you. I know you've got your own podcast. I know you've done 15,000 plus hypnosis sessions, but you know, some of the things that I read about you, like this whole unconscious beliefs, biases, and habits, how to upgrade that stuff. I feel like right now in the midst of all that is going on out here in California, we got fires, we got pandemic, we've got concerns over the election. We've got Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of stuff to kind of consume anxiety right now. And so we were eager to get you on the show and talk about life and talk about what you might be able to share with our audience to help some of us get rid of some of this anxiety, frustration, fear, you know, all the above, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you're describing the human condition. There has always been something to be afraid of and something to hope for. It's always been that way. Uh, the details, the scenery changes, but the human experience is always the same. And the big question is, how do I feel calm? How do I stay resourceful? How do I create the kind of life that I enjoy living amongst the uncertainty, amongst all this worry and fear and stress of the unknown? And it always comes back to understanding how your mind works and that you have the power and the ability to make yourself feel safe, hopeful, resourceful, and successful. So in this situation, Sean and Dan, you have a choice like everybody else. We can hide under the bed and hope that things go away. We can get angry and blame and point fingers, or we can get resourceful and start focusing on what we can do to use the power of our mind to create our life by design. I love that. I, I love the idea that you shared, just the reminder that we have the choice. Like all of the, in all of human existence, we've had fearful situations and we've had hopeful situations. And I, and I do very much believe in the power of mindset, that what you focus on, you'll attract. If you're focusing on the problem, you're going to just, you know, attract more frustration and unhappiness, etc. But if you focus on solutions and change and what can I do right now to be positive and what can I do to be helpful, I think that that's, that's a big deal, uh, a big component of navigating the current environment safely, effectively, and uh, without going, you know, just loopy at the end. Yes. So let's break that down real quick. So you said that when you're focusing on being more positive, 
then that's what you tend to attract, more positive opportunities, situations into your life. Well, there's really a step before that. And what you're doing when you're choosing to focus on the outcome that you want is that you're influencing how you feel in the moment, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. people get caught up in this, oh, the law of attraction, that's just that airy-fairy stuff, and it's make-believe, and you're just fooling yourself. Well, actually, it's very practical and science-based, and here's how it works. The idea is that whatever you focus your attention on, it causes a set of emotional reactions and feelings inside of you. So you can use your mind to scare you, or you can use your mind to prepare you. Right, So you can look at the uncertainty of a situation and say, this is going to be horrible. We're not going to get through it. And then you get yourself so sick and so stressed that you can't function or you're not taking action or you're not being proactive because you're consumed with anxiety or too busy trying to change how you feel by smoking, eating, drinking, shopping and doing other things that end up creating more of the problems that you might be experiencing. You know, human beings have this horrible habit of trying to avoid pain by doing things that cause more pain. <laughs> so, what, so, so what we want to do is we want to realize that when you're focusing on the outcome that you want instead of the outcome that you're afraid of, it's okay to, to take a look at what you don't want so that you can prepare for it, so that you can create a backup plan, so that you can use it to get yourself motivated or inspired to do something so that, uh, you know, you are safe. Right. Or so that that um, if the worst does happen, you're prepared for it. But that's not what most do. Most get so consumed with what they're afraid of. And I was definitely guilty of this. I struggled with horrible anxiety for much of my life. It's one of the reasons why I spent the last 30 years trying to figure out how to end uh, needless suffering. Right? We're all going to have pain as human beings. But so much of the suffering that we experience is optional and needless. It's because we haven't learned to control our thoughts, so our thoughts control us. And when you're having scary thoughts pop into your mind and you allow them to remain or you you feed them and make them worse by entertaining them, then it causes you to shut down or feel paralyzed, and then you're not taking any action. Let me tell you, give you a quick example. So in school, I didn't think I was very smart, so I didn't study because whenever I thought about taking a test, I would get really insecure. I figured I was going to get a bad grade. And so studying made me think of getting a bad grade, and then it would make me feel anxious. So I would try to get away from studying. And then, because I didn't study, I took the test and I got a bad grade. Now, my unconscious belief was, it's because you're dumb. you know. But that's not what it was. It was because I didn't study. I wasn't preparing myself. And so I had this belief that formed, that was causing me to procrastinate. Procrastination occurs when you associate pain to the goal or pain to an action step. Our brain does not like pain or discomfort. It tries to push away from that. So I had to change the belief first. I had to tell myself that I'm a smart uh, person. Where did I get the idea that I was dumb? You know, I I don't even know where I got the idea from. And so I changed it to I'm a smart person and I'm going to prove it. And then I started studying every day And then my grades started improving. And then it reinforced my new belief that I'm a smart person. And so whatever you focus on, it's causing you to feel a certain way. And your feelings drive the behaviors that you engage in, the the things that you do. And so it's so important to focus on what you think and because that influences how you feel, how you feel determines how you behave and how you behave 
influences the results that you get. And that's why it's so important to focus on what you want. Yeah, you know, one of the things that came to mind in 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 my head as you were talking about it is, uh, in, in general, get this: we we did not watch this show that Dwayne the Rock Johnson has on TV when it was on regular TV. It's called Titan Games. I don't know if you've seen it or, or had a chance to 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 see an episode or watch it at all, but it's basically a uh, athletic competition to see who can become a quote-unquote titan, you know, obstacles, all that kind of stuff. Well, they, they pit people against each other. And one of the games that they, that they have is, a, is the equivalent of like a tug-of-war game. But the way it starts is these two competitors have to pull up this rope that's hung down, and then the rope turns into a chain. And then when the chain is, is done, then they're actually tugging against each other. And the visual that I had was that these these beliefs that we have or these um, thoughts that we have, you know, if you're focusing on the negative or the positive, let's just take the negative, for example, worrying about what's going on right now with COVID. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's your kids in school. Maybe it's whatever. But it, to me, I just had this realization that it's somebody tugging away at that rope. You know, you're just attracting more of it. You know what I mean, Jen? Right, like, yeah. like this thread's coming at you and you're just pulling more of it. And the more you think about it, you're just going to continue to go down that path. Whereas if you just let it go and then jump to the other side. Yes. I, I want some more of that positive. I'm going to, I'm going to start thinking that way. It's mm-hmm. like, I'd never had that visual. And it's just like when, when Tim was talking, it was, it just came to me. And I think that that's a visual that everyone can relate to. And that it's like these thoughts are threads. And the more you tug on it, the more you go down that route, the more you're going to continue to attract whatever it is. I think that you were worried about attracting. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Jen, what do you think? Yeah, no, I totally, it makes sense to me. I mean, I'm a very visual person and um, I could definitely see what he was describing. Yeah, like you think about the law of attraction uh-huh. and it seems like nebulous, like, oh, well, I'm going to think about whatever. And then, it, but like when you give it a visual like that, like when I go down this thought yeah. thread, whether yeah. it's worry or whether it's fear or whatever, and I keep grabbing at it and I'm going to pull right. more of it and I'm going to pull more of it and I'm going to pull more of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, it just, I, I believe in the law of attraction anyway. So yes. like, this all makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't need the visual. Is I what didn't you're need saying. the visual, but like, <laughs> I like putting two and two together. Yes. So, well, yeah. th- you know, but I, I totally get what Tim is mm-hmm. sharing. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's mm-hmm. very, very appropriate. I think that, you know, the, the more that you can reset that, change that, that right. limiting belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm stupid or I'm not very smart. And so you don't study and you don't put the effort forth. And then like yeah. you, the result that you're going to get is a negative result. Whereas right. if you just shift that and go, no, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to head in this direction. Right. That was awesome. That was good. So, um, you know, I know that one of the things that you, have also I've written you've written five books one soon to, four or five uh, I don't remember I think, <laughs> I think it's five <laughs> yeah but one, one that one belief away is is your newest one but what I'm talking about is like what yes. to do when you don't know what to do like this struck a chord with me because I feel like in a situation like we're dealing with like a worldwide pandemic mm-hmm. a major shutdown in the United States like we're we're in unprecedented times right now like what do you do when you've got no framework for having any experience like this before I think a lot of people just choose not to do anything you think so yeah I mean if you don't know what to do I would say some people would just be like I'm just not going to do anything hence like not me yeah not (laughs) you not you so so Tim I agree what what advice can you share with us or what's your experience on that Sure. Well, I agree with Jen that uh, 
a lot of times that's exactly what people do is they freeze. Mm -hmm. So there's a variety of ways that people deal with things. They either, we go into self-pity and feel sorry for ourselves and then, and then just get scared. Uh, or we start blaming and blaming everybody what's happening. You know, um, if you're a Republican or you're a Democrat or, you know, other countries or God, or, you know, we're just always blaming, uh, some people distract. They constantly are distracting themselves by getting caught up in gossip or watching TV all night or, you know, smoking, eating, drinking, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. Some people emotionally withdraw. They just like emotionally shut down, you know, and become very aloof and distant. Mm -hmm. And then other people level up. And the people that level up are the ones that are saying, hey, we've been through all kinds of situations. You know, just talk to some people in their 70s and 80s. They're totally fine about what's going on because they've lived World War One, World War II, yeah. the Spanish flu, you know, the Great Depression, you know, polio. Polio was their coronavirus. You know, where kids yeah. were getting crippled, right? So they lived this. So, so this worldwide pandemic really ain't that big a deal yeah. when you uh, compare it to some of the other things that people have gone through. However, it is a big deal if it has wiped out your business or if it's taken away a family member or if it is, you know, causing you to feel like you can't function because you don't know whether you should send your child to school or not, you know, or if you have wildfires in your backyard, I mean, that, that feels very real. And so we do the same thing we always do. We start to focus on what is the outcome that I want. Most people do a very poor job of answering that question. They know very clearly what they don't want, what they don't like, what they don't have, what they're upset about, what has happened in the past that they don't like or how they've been traumatized or the injustices they've gone through. But that doesn't get you what you want. That only continues to attract what you don't want into your life because whatever you think about most of the time, your life becomes. So if what you're continually thinking about is what you don't like and what could happen and what you don't want, then you're going to find yourself having more of that because it's what you're focusing on. It's like standing in a garden, watering the weeds, complaining that you have so many of them. <laughs> if you want more flowers, that's what you water. I love that analogy. That's another, that's another visual analogy and I, and I, I get it right away. And, and I think that's such an important thing to understand. I don't, I don't know that people truly understand the power of focus in the negative. Um, I'll, I'll say it this way. Um, careless focus almost, you know, it's like that, that song that repeats in your head. It's like this, this, I'm worried, I'm worried all day. I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried. I'm, you know, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. I got this to worry about, you know, and it's just like this cycle of fear and anxiety. And sometimes it's conscious and sometimes it's unconscious, but it's just this, you know, to me, going back to my analogy, it's somebody grabbing the rope, pulling more of it, pull more of it, pull more of it. I'm going to, I'm going to gather more of it on my side of the fence now is what is what I'm going to do. And so, you know, in your experience with hypnosis and your experience with, with uh, meeting and talking with and, and working with thousands of people, you know, share more of some of the tools of the trade that you could, um, you know, impart on our listeners to help them navigate those kind of situations? Okay, great question. So you get out a piece of paper and a pen, or a pencil is even better, right? And then you answer the following question. Step one, what do I want? 
right? What do I want to have happen? What do I want to experience? What do I have control over? There's two kinds of questions. I call them power questions and lousy questions. The questions you ask yourself on a regular basis determine the quality of your life. And so if you walk around saying, whose fault is this? Why is this happening? How come things never work out for me? Why is there never enough? Then those questions focus you on the weak. They focus you on the lack and what you don't have and why you're unhappy about it. Power questions are more like, what do I want? How do I want to feel? What resources do I have? Who can I lean on for support? What's one feeling that I'd like to experience more of? How can I start to experience more of that feeling right now? What's my first step? It's very much focused on where you are and where you're headed. The most successful people in the world are always talking about what they're working towards and what's coming in the future. They're always focusing on what they're moving towards. They're the high achievers. The average achievers are always talking about what's happening in the present moment. And the low achievers are usually always talking about somebody else. So we want to make sure that we are focusing on what we want. And so question number one is, what do I want? Now, sometimes the way to answer that is by saying, all right, what don't I want? Write it all down and then write the opposite of it. And that'll get you to what I do want. So if I don't want to procrastinate, what do you want? So, so, so let me give you an example. Let, let's, let's break that apart a little bit more because so let's say somebody wants to have their kid go back to school or let's say somebody wants to just be able to go back to work now, you know, and they can't because yeah. of lockdowns or, you know, let, let's imagine that what they want isn't necessarily mm-hmm. easily, easily attainable in the current moment. I think that there's also, though, an opportunity to pivot because let me give you an example. So I had a conversation with my four boys and I sat down with them when this all started. I said, number one, this is going to last a heck of a lot longer than anybody's telling us. They just can't tell us the truth because most people couldn't handle it. All right. So just number one, understand that this is going to be going on for months, if not a year or two. And I said, second, Mm -hmm. I said, you have an opportunity to use this time to move you forward in life or you're going to have an opportunity to waste this time and basically do nothing. And so I decided, Jen and I both decided to live by example. And one of the things that I had been, that had been on my heart for years and years and years was to get into better shape. Well, I've got all the time in the world now. I've got mountains, I've got hills, I can go outside, I can run, I can walk, I can do all these other things. So I put it in my, I I may not control my business right now, I may not control how quickly I can flip these houses, but what I can control is what I put in my mouth. What I can control is how physically active I am. What I can control is how much time I spend on on, uh, goals and dreams and planning and things like that. So I think that there is also an opportunity to, to look at all facets of your life and maybe there are certain roadblocks that we just can't move right now in one area, but what can you do to take back your life in another area? What can you do to move yourself forward in another dimension of your life that maybe this opportunity or this time gives you that chance? Yeah, see, those are excellent questions. Those are powerful questions, and they're focusing you on what you can do, what you can control, what you want your life to be about, because a lot of times when people say, what do you want, it all, it, all, it tends to focus around um, you know, almost like uh, for guys, it tends to focus and, and women too, but definitely for guys, it focuses on work or mm-hmm. money. How am I going to make money? And what you're talking about is that there are many other ways to uh, to uh, in- 
create your life in the way that you want it to be that has nothing to do with that. Right? It's important to make sure that one of the things that we want is to figure out how we want to feel each day. How yeah. do we want to live every day? Because, you know, it's going to go by and, you know, people are always trying to just get through whatever's going on so we can get back to normal. But I don't want ever want to go back to normal. It was crazy normal before, <laughs> you know, people are running so fast and it was like we we're on a runaway roller coaster and there's no way of getting off. And so the blessing in this is that, and because there's always a silver lining, and if you look for it, you find it. The blessing is that it did create more time for family. It did create time to slow down. It did create space for us to take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, to improve our relationships, to do all the other things that matter the most. And so that's why it's important to focus, like you said, on all areas of your life. Mm -hmm. Yes, everything um, that you want to create, you can't always do it right away. If you want to lose 50 pounds, well, you're not going to do it today you want to make a million dollars well you're not going to do it today you know if you if you want to uh improve your relationship you're not going to turn it all around in one day but what you do is you start to figure out what it would look like and what your first few steps are and then how to get yourself excited and passionate and inspired to take that one step at a time you associate pleasure to the things that you want you imagine them working out and then you get yourself excited about taking that first step. And that is, that's what all the successful people in the world, I've interviewed the highest performing people on the planet, and they don't have some magic secret. They're just saying that I got myself focused on the outcome that I wanted, that I knew how to get myself excited about following through, and then I just kept going and I refused to quit. And if you just keep going long enough, eventually you will find your way. And that yeah. is correct. Yeah, I, you know, I think about, uh, you know, living a well-balanced life, and I, I could have easily been a workaholic. I mean, I was one of these guys that, had Jen not forced me to have fun, then I probably would have just been head down making millions a year and not having any kind of life, and probably would have been dead by now because I would have stroked out because of stress, you know. So I was a high achiever in financial services, ran, a, ran my own company, ended up selling it in 2018, was on the radio for 10 years. You know, it was just one of these things that was very good to me from a business perspective, from a financial perspective, but it was killing me. And so I've really tried to work on balancing your life. You know, think about seven key areas, faith, family, friends, fun, fitness, field, and finance. And so these areas of your life, you know, like right now during the pandemic, maybe one area is getting hammered. You know, you're just completely uncertain on the business side. Well, doesn't mean you can't work on your faith. Doesn't mean you can't work on your friends. Doesn't mean you can't spend more time with your family. You know, like, and I think when you have wins in these other dimensions of your life, it engenders hope. It, it, it changes your perspective. It, you, you know, like if I go in and I weigh and I've either gained muscle or down, down some fat or whatever, like I have a better day that day, regardless of what was going on in the rest of the world. It's like those wins are important. So I think it's important to kind of pivot and, and look to something else in your life that you can control right now and that you can make mm -hmm. progress on and try to chip away at that. Yeah, well said. That's exactly right. You know, the more we are able to uh, generate feelings of hope or passion or excitement or a sense of control or a sense of contribution, the more value we can bring to the lives of those that we care about, the more valuable we feel. And when you feel good, now you go back to the law of attraction, which is really just about like attracts like. You know, everything is made of energy, including all of us. 
And so when you, you know, thoughts have a vibrational energy and when you're feeling excited and you're feeling passionate, it does go out into the universe and it does seem to attract things into your life. Um, it happens to me all the time. I'll be thinking about a, a movie that I haven't seen in 10 years. And then two days later, I see it on TV. Now, maybe it was already there, but I didn't pay attention to it before. I was thinking about high school yesterday where my wife was telling a story about high school. And then yesterday, um, someone liked a post of mine that I hadn't even seen his name since high school, which was like 35 years, 40 years ago, you know? And so, so again, whatever you're focusing on, it has this energy that goes out into the world and it attracts more opportunities to you. And if you are someone who believes I was, I, so I wrote this book one belief away with uh, Joe Vitale and he's a, a big guru for the law of attraction. He was in the movie, the secret. And so Joe and I wrote this book together and I asked him one time, I said, Joe, do you think that some people are just luckier than others? And he said, well, Tim, he says, I'm, I'm hesitant to answer the question because there's a lot of victimhood in it. You know, like, poor me, I'm not lucky, and everybody else is. And he says, but here's the real answer. If you think that some people are just luckier, why don't you just decide to be one of these people? Why don't you just tell yourself that you're one of these lucky people that things just seem to work out for you? And I started telling myself that. And during this pandemic, when my practice was cut 90% for a little while, and when all my keynotes were canceled or pushed to next year, I found myself having all this time. It ended up being the best thing ever for me. You know, I could have been panicked and thought, oh, my God, I just lost 90 percent of my income for who knows how long and hide under the bed. But I've been through this game so many times and I'm like, you know what? This is a huge opportunity. I'm going to get these books written. I'm going to reach out to these people. I'm going to, you know, spend this amazing quality time with my family and get into shape and all that other stuff. And that's exactly what I did. And so, um, you know, we all have that ability. It's just, are you going to rise up, you know, or are you going to get caught up in the fear? Yeah, I think that's so powerful. I think Jen connected with, uh, we, we like that piece on the luck. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think some people are luckier, yeah. Why not just be one of the lucky people? Why not just choose to be those people? And and I understand where he's coming from on that, you know, because I think that that gives that gives some people an out, you know, because people don't want to think that they're the product of their own decision making. They'd rather think that somehow, some way the cards were just against them, you know, versus I have more control in this than what I'm letting on or realize or want to believe or or you know, want to even consider, but I, but I love that. And it reminds me of something else. So Jen and I have been, you know, in those seven key areas, been working on our faith. One of the podcasts that we like, uh, not everybody does, but that's fine. But we love Joel Osteen. And he talks about, you know, I love when he says, you know, our, we, we recognize that, that, that the favor of God's on our ministry. And I feel like the favor of God's on his life. That's almost like what you're saying. It's, it's, it's like this, why not be that lucky person? Why not internalize that and recognize, I do have favor. Mm -hmm. I do have a purpose. I do, I, I can't attract luck. I can't attract opportunity, you know, and, and consciously work to think about that, grab that rope right. and start pulling that rope up the platform instead of the negative. Yeah, well said. Yeah, Joe's an excellent motivational speaker. And, and uh, you know, his stories are, are powerful. And, and he, he gets you to feel mm -hmm. like, you know, God is on your side. And guess what? He is. You know, he the is. universe has your back. But, yep. but it doesn't feel that way because, you know, sometimes for a lot of people, and, and I started out that way too. So there's, there's four levels that people tend to go through. 
and they're in the one leap away book. The first one is victimhood. And we almost all start out there. And in victimhood, we feel like God doesn't have our back. And, you know, we've been through all kinds of, of terrible things and we were wounded and broken and a sinner and just inherently bad. Right. And the biggest insecurity, the biggest fear on the planet that I found after 15,000 individual sessions with people from all over the world is that I'm not enough. That's the fear. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. And because I'm not enough, I won't be loved. So how am I going to get loved? How am I going to feel significant? And that's when we develop all our bad habits. That's when we self-sabotage and destroy the results that we're trying to get. The more you chase validation, the more it runs away. The more you try to get it, approval from everybody else, the more you don't. You know, you, when you need it, you don't get it. You start giving it to yourself. You start loving and accepting yourself. You start making yourself feel special and, and valid and worthy. Then all of a sudden, other people start treating you that well. You don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. And so as we continue to go within and take care of ourselves in this new way, being loving, being accepting, being encouraging of ourselves, being supportive of ourselves, and taking responsibility for what we are going through in life. Because like you said, if you don't take responsibility like it's happening to you, then you have no control over anything. And you're just in, you're just at the mercy, and that is a scary place to be. The word responsibility simply means the ability to respond. So the first step is victimhood, and as soon as you start taking responsibility for how you're thinking, how you're treating yourself, what actions you're taking, then you move into the second phase, which is empowerment. And empowerment is when exciting things start to happen for you. I love that. I love that very much. That's that's awesome. It reminds me of just this this idea that you know, in in its basic form, we all have the ability to choose how we're going to respond to a situation. We can either choose a response that's positive or we can choose a response that is negative. We've all been through trials. We've all been through tribulations. We've all faced adversity. And the reality is that when you sit back and actually take stock of where you are right now in life, positive or negative, that those choices mattered to where you are, they, they contributed to the point that you're at right now, but you have the ability to make different choices. And so let me give an example. Let's say somebody right now is really, really struggling, okay? And their, their worst fear is, you know, maybe it's a restaurateur that had three restaurants and now they're all shut down or a gym owner or whatever. I always go to these guys because I just, I imagine their, their business hemorrhaging right now. And they're lamenting the fact that this is happening to them. You know, why me? Why me? This is, this is happening to me. And I had somebody say this once and it, it never left me. Sometimes things don't happen to you. Sometimes they happen for you. Your future self, two, three, four, five years from now, may look back on this moment and go, this is the biggest blessing in disguise I ever had because I regained my family or I, or I went and found my purpose or yeah, I, that business may be lost. It may be gone, but maybe it leads to something that's even more significant. I write the book, I write this, I do this, I do that. And so to me, just this, this idea of, of that your future can be brighter than it is today. And sometimes the events that scare us the most are sometimes the biggest blessings in disguise of our life. Jen and I have been through that. 
you know, we've seen adversity. We've seen things that have been significant challenges that once we got past them and got some distance from it, you look back on it and go, whoa, that was crazy. That was actually a big blessing in disguise. And, you know, to, to choose to think that, like right now in this moment, what if what's happening to me right now isn't happening to me, but happening for me? for my future self, for my benefit, for some positive change that's going to occur. That's outstanding. That's exactly right. You just described what I've been going through, right? And, and so, uh, you know, where, again, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I got keynotes every, every, uh, every single month. My practice, private practice is, is rocking. I've got so many uh, clients that I'm working with. I just, is about to land a brand new client and work with their 200 leaders across the country. And then the next day it was all gone. Mm. Now it was very, it could be very easy to go into self pity. And, and at moments I did, you know, at moments I'm like, Oh, why? (laughs) I think, I think that's natural. I think we all do. You know, Jen and I have even faced that ourselves, you know, like we had four houses in the pipeline and all of a sudden everything shut down and we're delayed four months. And you know, you got carrying costs and interest and all, you know, you're like, why, why me? But like, you know, I can, I can feel that for about 10 minutes and then I got to let it go. Yes. And so how you let it go is you take a few power breaths in and that might seem like a silly thing, but power breathing is when you breathe through your nose, not your mouth. Mm. I see people all the time uh, breathing through their mouth, taking a big deep breath in, you know, and, and never letting go of the, t- the tension or stress to activate your relaxation response. You got to breathe through your nose. So you breathe into your nose, down to your belly, slowly exhale. You do that five or 10 times in a row. It activates your relaxation response, gives you a little dopamine hit. And then all of a sudden you start to actually do feel more at ease. So you start by power breathing. Then you focus on what you want, you know, and uh, what you'd like to have happen, how you would like things to turn out. You start asking those power questions so that you're focusing on ultimately what you would like to have happen and what you can control now, right? What you are able to control. And then after that, it's about keeping yourself feeling inspired. And so what you talked about is um, realizing that it might seem like this is, uh, you know, a really bad situation for you, but actually it might be God's way of opening up a new opportunity that you've wanted that you wouldn't have gotten there on your own, you know, and and sometimes we say we want something, but until, you know, people say, I don't want to work in this company anymore. I want to go live my dream. And then next day you get fired. Well, good. God just answered your prayer. You might be (laughs) like, yeah, but I didn't want it that way. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, but if you wanted to, that wouldn't have happened, then you would have never left. You would have been stuck with the security of the paycheck and you wouldn't have gone and fulfilled your destiny. And so that's why it's so important. And that's where level you know, we go from victimhood to empowerment. And then the third level is surrender. And surrender is where we start surrendering how we think things have to be. You know, I remember Tony Robbins telling uh, Larry King one time, he said, happiness is when you think what's happening is actually what's happening. That's when you're happy. That's when you're happy. And when things do not match how you think they should be, that's when you're unhappy. And when things don't match how you think it should be, and you don't think you can do anything about it, that's when we get depressed. And so I started realizing, in fact, the prayer that I um, whisper to God all the time is, um, this is how I want to feel, and this is the value I want to bring. However you want to help me do that is fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be this. It doesn't have to be best-selling author. It doesn't have to be world-famous speaker. It doesn't have to be 
you know, gazillionaire. It doesn't have to be any of that stuff. You know, as long as I'm experiencing those feelings of fulfillment and joy and happiness and passion, connection, then I don't care how it shows up. And it allows you to let go of all those things that cause so much stress. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. It's, it's, it's hard to do in the moment. It very is. It, it, it very much is. It's a difficult thing to do. You know, it's like faith. Faith is belief without knowing. If you knew for certain, you wouldn't need faith. And so it's, 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 it's that resting in the thought and the idea that you are being carried, that it's going to be okay, that, that it's going to work out. And God's plans are completely different than ours. The yeah. way in which he answers them, the way in which, you know, your life moves forward um, is completely different than what you, what you would expect. But I, I think in our, in our own lives, the best example of, of this that I can offer is just what we're doing right now. Without the pandemic, without what had happened, I would not be talking to you. I would not be soaking up this information right now. I would not be a catalyst to allow other people to soak it up. I wouldn't be co-hosting a podcast with my beautiful wife. You know, it's like the pandemic created the situation where we could birth something new. And that's also what I shared with my kids. I said, this is your opportunity to reframe. I don't want 2020 for me to be the year of the pandemic. I want 2020 for me to be the year I got in the best shape of my life. I want it to be the year that we started the Hope Radio podcast. I want it to be the year that we you know, launched streaking with the cool kids, which is my wife's endeavor, you know, into the stratosphere. I want it to be, you know, fill in the blanks. It's a running thing, just so he knows. Oh, yeah. So we're not running around naked. It's not, and that's not what streaking is. He always likes to throw that out. And I'm like, they do not know what streaking with the cool kids means. Streaking is a a 30-day challenge that she always does in June. Run, walk, or jog a mile a day, every day in the month of June. And she's got a big Instagram following. She had like 6,500 people do it this last June and 13 countries and all that. So we're, we're wanting to create a bigger movement. We're going to do one at the end of this year that's 45 days, you know, beginning on uh, November 18th. And then the last day of it will be January 1st, streaking into the new year yeah. with the cool kids. And so anyway, that's my, my point being is that that uh, reframing 2020 to not be oh, this was the throwaway year. Let's have yeah. a redo. Let's, you know, take it back. You know, I've seen so much of that on social media, like can't wait for 2021. And, it, and I just feel like every year is a year. Well, wait a minute. Newsflash, 2021 is going to look a lot like 2020. Just saying. Well, I don't, I don't believe so. Well, I mean. We, I believe if you think it is, it will, but I'm not. <laughs> well, I still think we'll still be in this kind of state. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's evolving. I yeah. think, you know. I think it is evolving. Is is COVID still going to be a topic of conversation in 2021? Yes. Of course. But it's not going to be like it was in yeah. 2020. It doesn't change anything that we do, though. We Our life just keeps going. So yeah. we just keep moving on, going forward on the hope train. <laughs> <laughs> on the hope train. I love it. Well, that's, that's, I agree with that. I think that it's going to look uh, how 2020 ends up and how 2021 ends up mm-hmm. is dependent upon the person that's viewing the situation. You know, we got um, 7.5 billion people on the planet and every one of them has a slightly different belief and mindset. Mm -hmm. And so, um, again, you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. So if you are thinking that I just want to get this year over with, then if you have adversity in 2021, you're going to think I just want to get 2021 over with as well. And pretty soon you're just trying to get your life over with instead of actually doing something with the opportunity. And I live in Indiana and I've grown up around farmers my whole life. 
And farmers say that things grow better in manure. So I just keep taking the crap from my past and I use it to grow my future. <laughs> I love that. That is a quote right there. I just keep, keep taking the crap from my past and using it to help my grow my future. I love that. Yeah. I've never heard that yeah. before, but you know, you just gave me a visual too. You know, it's like you, you sit yeah. here and you think about how your, your future yes. self is going to be born out of, you know, I think rising from the ashes. Well, you know, my future self rising out of the crap that my, my past self has I, dealt I with. I predict you're going to use that line. You Sean. think I'm going to use that yeah. one? Well, yeah. with Tim's permission, yeah. certainly, you know, I, he's going to teach out of the crap. Yeah. He's going to teach all four of our boys this, this quote. So, Hey, you know, I gotta, I gotta move them forward. I I have an opportunity to teach my kids in the midst of a pandemic. I'm not going to waste that opportunity. <laughs> you kidding me? That's These kids right, are going to be talking right. about, they're going to be talking about it to their kids and grandkids, there you know, you 30, 40 years ago. What did we do during the pandemic? Well, my dad sat down and talked to us about, you know, growing our optimistic future self out of the crap of our past. And so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. So I want to go back to a question that you asked a little bit ago, okay. you know, about how to, how to, do this, how to grow your faith, how to feel more um, hopeful about the future. Les Brown told me, and I loved it, he said, uh, you know, giving people hope for the future gives them power in the present. Mm -hmm. And that is so true. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways that we do that is by surrounding ourselves with people, information, and resources that keep our energy up, that keep reinforcing in our minds that we're going to be okay, that we need to be resourceful, that we need to um, keep focusing on what we want and do all this stuff. So I'm so grateful and thankful that both of you have decided to put this podcast together because now you're providing yet another amazing way for somebody who uh, needs hope that was feeling down and they are messing around their phone and they find your podcast and they start listening and they're like, oh my gosh, this is, I've never heard anything like this before. I've never talked to anybody that talks this way before. I, you know, most people just don't know what they don't know. Right. You know, they're going through life feeling like they don't even know they have a choice. You know, I'll ask people, I'll say, what's your self-talk like? And they'll, they'll be like, myself, what? You know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, when you're talking to yourself, I'm talking to myself. I don't, do I do that? <laughs> right. And so, so that's why there was a big movement, you know, over the last few years about being more mindful. It just means paying attention to the story you're walking around using to narrate your life. Because it's not what you experience, it's how you interpret the experience and what you tell yourself about it that determines how you feel. And so listening to podcasts, or for me, when I was growing up, I would go to the library and I would check out, you know, cassette tapes and I'd put them in my Walkman and I could walk around the block. So I put a groove in the asphalt, just listening to all these people and, and uh, filling my mind because I didn't know anybody that was, you know, really successful or had this kind of mindset. So I found them at the library. Now we can find them on our phone that we carry around in our pocket. And uh, it's so important to, to have coaches or mentors or listen to audio programs or watch videos of inspiring people. Kids are going on TikTok now and watching, you know, 60-second clips of people that are inspiring and giving, um, you know, messages of inspiration. That is how you stay plugged in, listening to Joel, seeing that is how you stay plugged in. If you slip away from that and you're watching too much of CNN or Fox News or, or you know, reading too many newspapers, you're going to start to feel like the end is near, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. if you start focusing on, 
on, uh, you know, plugging into this good information, you're going to feel like it's just the next beginning of a really exciting chapter in your life. I couldn't agree with that more. And, you know, it, it takes sometimes going through these events to, to come to that realization. You know, for me, uh, 2009 was the first time I'd encountered a situation like we're dealing with right now. And at the time I was in financial services, you know, I had a practice, I you know, had people that I was meeting with every day and, and we had an office where the TV was always on and it was always on a news channel. So, you know, October, 2008, the stock market starts to fall in three months it had fallen 30% and another three months it had fallen, you know, a, a cumulative 50%. And it was like, I, I said to Jen at the time, I said, I don't, I feel like I'm depressed. Yeah. You remember that? Yes. And I'm like, I feel like I'm just depressed. And I had to literally take the TV and I, and I finally concluded that it was because I was getting all this negative information. It was like mm -hmm. entering my subconscious, mm -hmm. all the worry, all the fear, all the negative news. And I, I changed it over to, you remember? It was I, like, I always said, put it on the Food Network. It makes everyone happy. I think I changed it to National Geographic, though, because I couldn't I couldn't watch food or something like that all that time. But anyway, long story short, whether it was the Food Channel or whether it was National Geographic or whatever, I got it off the news. And so all of this to say that, like, sometimes that noise, like mm -hmm. now during the pandemic, I won't give myself but five minutes in the morning peruse the news five minutes in the evening and then I'm done. And then I'm, I'm listening to something uplifting, you know? And I, I think the craziest thing about this whole thing is Jenna and I have found ourselves in a situation where we felt very discouraged mm -hmm. through this pandemic. It's yeah. not like we haven't been negatively affected by it, but doing this podcast, coming alongside other people, mm -hmm. hearing their stories, hearing somebody talk about having lost a child or suffering domestic abuse or molestation as a kid or cancer or any of these other things. I mean, we walk out of the studio oftentimes floating on air after that's done because we're like, whoo, I'm glad I'm only <laughs> dealing with a pandemic and maybe some, you know, delayed houses, not dealing with this. Yes. You know, so like coming alongside other people and, and lifting them up and hearing some of their trials and tribulations has really been hope instilling to us. We've actually been the biggest benefactors of this mm -hmm. whole process because, you know, you can't talk to great people like yourself and not feel uplifted when you're right. done. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we create the resources that we ourselves need. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you created a podcast so that you could feel inspired and hopeful and that's outstanding. Uh, you know, I wrote books on how to overcome anxiety because I struggle with anxiety for a lot of my life. And so, again, it's an amazing way to be able to add value to others and gain so much value from the journey itself. And wow. I know that there's some people that are out there. And, and yes, we can certainly say that, you know, I can look at my life and, and, uh, and feel grateful because I'm not going through the tribulations and trials that others are going through. Um, and then, but of course there are plenty of people that are like, yeah, well, I'm in the middle of one of those right now, mm -hmm. you know, and comparing myself to others doesn't really help me that much. And it, it always reminds me of this story. And, uh, and I thought, I, I just feel compelled to share it with you. So if you don't mind, I'm going to share this Absolutely. story. Awesome. So there's this, uh, woman and she's having a really difficult time. She's having a really hard time with her life. And so she goes to sleep that night and she has this dream that she's standing in a field and Jesus comes walking over to her and she's holding this cross and she says, Lord, I can't carry this anymore. It's too much. I, I can't bear it. And he said, well, give me the cross, child. I'll bear that for you. So she gave it to him and instantly she felt lighter and more free. And then he said, now, of course, it's time for you to go and find something that you can handle. Right? Because he's created us to, 
you know, we can do all things in his image and, and through him. And so, you know, he, he says, you have to go and be challenged. That's why you have a life. And so she said, okay. So Jesus takes his arm and he kind of moves it to the side. And all of a sudden the field is filled with crosses big giant crosses tiny little crosses and all shapes and sizes in between he says go find the cross that's right for you so she starts walking through and she looks at some of these crosses and she says oh my gosh that's way too big i could never handle that and then she sees these other crosses and she says you know i'm pretty tough i've been through a lot of stuff i'm i'm stronger than that i want to at least be challenged and so she takes a long time and she finds this cross not too big not too small challenges her enough and she grabs that cross and she walks back with a big smile on her face. And she says, Lord, this is the one that I want. And Jesus just smiles and he says, but my child, that's the one you just gave me. Whoa. Wow. I love that. <laughs> Whoa. That was, a real, that's a that, was, uh, that was powerful. I've never heard that story before. Mm-hmm. That's, that was awesome. Yeah. I, Another, kept, another one will tell our boys. <laughs> we're getting all kinds from Tim. Like, we're going to go home. Okay, we have lessons for you from Tim. Uh, yes. I love that because I've got two boys as well. And so I love that. Yeah. And it really is, you know, it, it, it just reminds us that we might be going through a very painful time in our lives right now. Mm-hmm. However, we can handle it. Yeah. And it is shaping us. And as you've said many times, Sean, you know, these these pressures and challenges that we're having, you know, diamonds are not formed and become so precious and valuable because they were made by being run through feathers. Right? You know, diamonds are, are precious and valuable because they were formed under tremendous pressure for a long period of time. And then when they were finally surfaced and revealed, they're beautiful and sparkly and yet so strong they can cut through steel. And we are all diamonds. Right? And sometimes it feels like we're a diamond in the rough. Sometimes nobody ever told us that we're a diamond. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening to this podcast, you are a diamond. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's important to recognize that you are being used for a greater purpose. And if you once you understand that, if you keep asking yourself, what is that purpose and what do I want and how do I want to feel and what resources do I have around me, like these podcasts and, and these other people, once you start moving down that path, your purpose will find you. You know, all you got to do is take the first step, and the next step will reveal itself. Well said. Well said. Thank you so much, Tim, for your perspective, for your advice, for your wisdom, for your time today. This has been uh, just one quote after another of awesomeness, <laughs> and it's been one story after another of lessons stuff that we're going to uh, obviously share with our boys, but also obviously share with our listeners. So thank you so much for what you've uh, done for us today and what you shared today. Oh, well, thank you to both of you because I really enjoyed your stories and your wisdom and your passion as well. And I got to get an update on what streaking is. So I'm excited (laughs) about that. uh, (laughs) So when somebody uh, says, Hey, I I I want you to go streaking with us, you you know, you'll understand what they mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When I say I'm in, now it can mean a couple of things. So yeah. <laughs> Just keep your clothes on. <laughs> That's right. It's just best for everyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Jim, what do you think about our interview with Tim Schur? Hold on one second. Why? I'm power breathing. Are you? Yes. You got power breathing. You got to take it in through your nose, right? Yeah, and into your belly. 
Into your belly? Yeah. So you like that part. You like the power breathing part. Yeah. It reminds me of yoga. Really? Yeah. Because you power breathe in yoga? Yes. They tell you to power breathe? Yes. Really? Yes. I've done yoga. They don't ever tell me to power breathe. Go into the wrong classes. Oh, I guess I got to take it on Peloton with Kristen McGee. Yeah. That's no. who I got to take the class with. I love that. What did you think about the show? I thought he was awesome. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked some of his one line quotes. Okay. Power breathing I thought was awesome through your nose. Hope for the future gives power to the present. I love yeah. that concept. That's, That's what we're so doing. Good. You know, hope for the future gives you power in the present. I thought that was beautiful. Um, What is the outcome I want? What you think about most in your life you become? Mm -hmm. I mean, there was so many different nuggets of wisdom. Surrounding yourself with positive people that uplift and inspire you. Yes. Like, be around those people. Yeah. Like, take your life to the next Mm -hmm. level. Those are the magic Rise higher. I like that. I want to rise higher. That's right. I want to get better. I want to go with you. Yeah, like that. He's he was awesome. I you know I just think I, I love it when I talk to people that are really really good at what they do. Yes, and have a lot of knowledge outside of what my day to day life is because exactly. I like learning. Yeah. and I and I felt like you know like I don't know anything about hypnosis, but fifteen thousand hypnosis sessions, and then he comes to these conclusions and realizations, and then the book. We you didn't know. really talk about hypnosis a lot. I know we've had somebody on talking about hypnosis, mm-hmm. and I and I just felt like with Tim you know, we had a lot to unpack. And so I didn't, we didn't go down that path yeah. as much as we, we maybe could in the maybe future. Maybe we're going to have to talk to him a, a, again. I like a that. A year down the road, right? I like that idea. <laughs> Bring on another guest a year down the road to interview him about what's going on. I yeah. think that's awesome. I like, he talked about the forced victimhood, empowerment, uh-huh. you know, going through surrender. I certainly related to, to those yeah. You know, subjects, those those kind of hallmarks of progress. But I thought it was fascinating. I thought he it was, was a, a really, really good uh, interview. I did as well. He's a great speaker. Like, I could sit there and listen to him the whole time. And so if you want to connect with Tim, you can find him at timsure.com. That's S-H-U-R-R, double R. So timsure.com. You can find all of his resources, all of his information there. And I'm, he's currently actively doing hypnosis sessions. He's got all of his books outlined there. So great place to find him. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great, uh, great story. Yeah, me too. All right, Jen. So how do people connect with us if they want to hear more of us or engage with us on social media? On social media, we are on Hope Radio Podcast on Facebook and Hope Radio Podcast on Instagram. It, cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they can find us, as always, on anywhere they consume podcasts. Yeah. But if, we were going to talk about liking and oh, leaving a review, right? You want to like and leave a review? Well, I think people, you know, I'm asking. Yes. You know, if somebody's listening, if you enjoyed the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review on Google. Let us know that you're out there. Let us know that you're listening and uh, that you like what you hear. Five stars and yeses. That's yes. what we're going for. And really happy comments. Yeah, we like that. Yeah. Sometimes the encouragers need encouragement We'll send too. you sprinkles and cupcakes. What? Yeah. Really? For reals. How are we going to do that? Um, the mail. Oh, okay. I got you. Well, <laughs> here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm having so much fun. I think we should do this again. I will be here ready. I want to do another one tomorrow. Okay. Here's a preview of Hope Radio Podcast, episode number 67.
when I was uh, about one years old, she was diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis. You know, it's just an autoimmune disease, and it over time it kind of breaks down your ability to walk and you know just do things for yourself and, and you know be your own person. And so watching my mother, uh, you know, gradually lose that, you know, the, the simple things like having your own alarm clock. You know, I remember there was a phase where my mom would kind of just you know call me the night before just to uh, so I can call her at a certain time the next morning because you know she still could kind of make a phone call but she couldn't you know maneuver in the alarm clock and and I just remember like things like that would I would I would be going to bed and think wow I can I can set my own alarm and you know not everyone could do that and you know I just think my you know watching my mom lose these things made me realize how, how blessed I am to have them you know even that my feet and my brain kind of uh you know work with each other and, and don't fight against each other and if I want to take a step I could take a step.